Hello there, Chloe here, just butting in before we get into the episode proper to ask you, are you in the UK? Would you like to spend a day learning from the best e-commerce retailers in the country? Of course you would, including Arcadia, Misguided, Interflora, Space NK, UGG, Not on the High Street, Liberty, Made.com, Zalando and many, many more. Why on earth wouldn't you want to be doing that? To do so, you need to enter our competition to win a free retailer delegate pass worth £495. We've got five to give away, so it's well worth entering. Just fill in your details at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash IRC. It's the Ecommerce Masterplan podcast, here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, welcome to our latest podcast episode. I'm Chloe and it's awesome to have you out there listening. I continue to be amazed by just how many of you tune in every week to get the advice of our guests. So thank you and I hope you're having a good week wherever you are, whatever you're up to, whatever your business is doing. I hope it's a good one today in particular. In today's episode, we're going to be chatting to the author of a new book on e-commerce that's all about helping you have ever more good days in your business. Lots of stats, lots of top tips coming up, including some very cool benchmarks and lots of talk of maths, but don't let the talk of maths scare you. This is super simple stuff that will make such a powerful difference even to your business. Before we chat to today's guest, let's have a listen to the sponsors. This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it free for 30 days and get a free £10 scale when you visit pb.com forward slash masterplan. That's pb.com slash masterplan. And now to introduce today's guest expert. Ian Hammersley is the CEO at Smart eBusiness, a UK agency focused on e-commerce growth. Earlier this year, he wrote an excellent book with his brother and Smart eBusiness CMO, Mark. It's called Ultimate Guide to E-Commerce Growth, Seven Unexpected KPIs to Scale an E-Commerce Shop to £10 million plus. I've known Ian and Mark for many years, so as soon as I heard about the book, I just knew I had to get one of them on the show to tell us all about it and to share some great tips from their years of e-commerce experience too. Hello, Ian. Hello. Hi, Chloe. How are you doing? I'm good. And it's um, it's great to have you on to share the lessons from the book because it's a corker. But before we get into the book, tell us a bit about how you got started off in e-commerce. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Thanks, Chloe. Yeah. So, well, for the last 16 years, I've been at the coalface, really, with um, with e-commerce. Um, we started uh, an e-commerce consultancy, um, yeah, 16 years ago. We were doing lots of lots of general digital side of it and i think really the market just of e-commerce really exploded and 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 really it was market driven it was where it was where our clients were going um and it was it was certainly what what our analytical brains were 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 very interested in um and i think we were fascinated with understanding why certain e-commerce businesses were scaling and which ones were not interestingly um so we had um probably 
half a dozen who were doing really, really well, um, consistently scaling, and then and then also probably half a dozen that, that weren't. And we were trying to understand exactly what what they were doing that was consistent, the ones that were growing, what, what was consistent about them. Um, and interestingly, what were the ones who were not growing, what was consistent about those, and um, locked us half away, my brother and I, for several months looking at the data and um, and, and, and and seeing patterns emerge. And uh, we did, which was very interesting. We saw the, the, the consistent things that these businesses were doing um, and, uh, and, and wrote a book about it. <laughs> so the book has been, what, 10 or 15 years in the making, basically? Yeah, absolutely, yes. I, mean, I think anyone who is is busy uh, running running a, a, a busy company, we're, we're up in Manchester, we've got offices in Manchester and New Zealand, and there's over 35 of us now. Um, we're a busy company, and, and trying to write a book is it's like trying to get someone lying on the sofa to go and do 100 press-ups um, you know, in the afternoon. It's really hard. So it, it, has, it has taken us a, a long time. Um, to do it it's quite a cathartic exercise really because all of the knowledge that you have in your head you're able to get out and it's it's quite a, a freeing moment really um and it, it, uh, it very much does embody the philosophy that we have that e-commerce growth is about maths um but in nice maths not complicated maths that are really difficult to understand but but the lovely thing about maths is it it tangibilizes the emotion of e-commerce growth it's literally ones and zeros isn't it yeah <laughs> either it's working or it's not exactly no is that color right or wrong it's much more more cut and dried than that yeah yeah very very much so um and i think e-commerce is a subject that people love to fill with complicated uh acronyms and i i i think it the people like to to mystify it with all sorts of uh magic wands everybody seems to be looking for magic magic integrations to plug this in and all of a sudden my conversion rate will go from 2% to 3% um and it's very interesting when you do break the, down the basics um and we, we 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 i mean in the book you i'm sure we'll we'll talk a bit more about it um but certainly it uh, yeah it was a it was a lovely exercise. So yes, yes, sixteen years in the making, and thus very, very worth getting hold of. Um, I always think the more knowledge that goes into a book, then the better that book comes out. Okay, so as you said, we are now going to get into the book. It is subtitled Seven Unexpected KPIs." Um, so um, I think we should pick on a couple of the, those KPIs and uh, talk about them. And if we don't get to, to all seven, then guys, you listening out there, you're just going to have to buy the book. To find out what the other ones are, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. A little bit of marketing teasing going on there. So, Ian, which one's your favourite of the seven? Which one should we start with? It's very good to pick on on a, on a few because actually some of them are much more useful and interesting than than the others. And so, I think probably the the biggest, most important one is thinking about we actually break down the conversion rate into three sections. And so, everybody says, "Hey, get conversion rate up." And, you know, it's like saying to somebody, hey, get your sales up. It's, you know, where does that come from? Where does that conversion rate come from? It's a great idea, but it's not particularly helpful as an instruction, is it? It's that, yeah, it's like be more successful. It's, you know, it's just complete nothing. So we break down the conversion rate into three areas. Number one, the add to basket percentage. So how many people add to basket? And then of the people that are in the basket, how many people then go to the checkout? And then how many people are in the checkout actually go and buy? And 
on average, we find that on a good, healthy site that has got a reasonably nice house file, that's got a reasonable uh, repeat business, on average, 10% of all traffic should add to basket. Can we just confirm what house file is just because I know we've got a few people out there who who don't have the marvellous mail order background you and I have got. They might not be quite sure what we're talking about. House file? Uh, what house am I supposed to have? <laughs> so, yeah, house file is your, your, your customer database. And that's the, that's the amount of customers that are our active customers. So not necessarily your newsletter list or your inquiry list, but this is this is your 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 active customers. And that ranges from anyone. I mean, it depends on what you're selling. Some businesses classify how, how someone on the house file as someone who's bought three years ago. Um, other businesses say, actually, I'm only going to include them if they've bought in the last 12 months. The interesting thing is it's very difficult to get a conversion rate up if, you're, if you don't have a, a, a reasonable repeat business. So lifetime customer value is one of the metrics we do look at. Um, so if you have a conversion rate of over 2%, we often say, well, that's because you've got, you've got repeat custom. Um, if you if you have no repeat custom, then you often find that that a conversion rate under two percent is quite healthy. Okay, so I, I diverted you into the world of house files then, but you were saying in the conversion rate, there's three different parts. The first part is the add to basket percentage, which is better if if you've got a decent house file, a decent business that should be sitting at ten percent of people who come to the website add something to the basket. So what's the next one? So the next one is the the basket. So how many people who go from the basket to the checkout? And on average, that should be 55%. And, and if you think about it like a physical bricks and mortar store, which is a, a, a thing that we love to do, and in the book we talk about this a lot, and every time I speak to people, I always say, well, just imagine the e-commerce site was a, a physical store on the high street. Um, the third one is... How many people go from the checkout to placing your order? And the average should be 85%. So everybody who goes, who gets into the checkout, 85% should place the order. So if you think about that, just logically, you've got that 10% of people should add to basket. Of the people who've added to basket, 55% of them should go from the basket to the checkout. And then when they're in the checkout, 85% should complete the order. Now, that allows you to overlay your stats against those statistics. And, and all the stats that we talk about in the book are available in Google Analytics. So it's all free. You can see it. Um, sometimes it's quite hard to get it out, but it's all there. And um, so straight away within you know, 30 seconds, you can see where your site, where your conversion rate is low. Because if you're if you're looking at these numbers and you've got a one percent add to basket, but a fifty-five percent basket to checkout, an eighty-five percent checkout to buy simply by improving the number of customers who actually put stuff in the basket, you're immediately going to see an up- uplift, aren't you? Quite And quite a massive one. Yeah, exactly. And um, it, 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 you can see exactly where to focus. I mean, we, we, we always find that clients come to us and say, hey, we want to improve our checkout. We want to, we, we've seen this great new checkout we want to, and we want to improve it. And, and you say, well, okay, but if, you know, the development there, maybe your agency will charge you, six thousand pounds to do that work you might make six grand because your your mr client your checkout to order stat is actually 86 percent um so you you, you're above average there your add to basket stat is two percent um that's what you need so if you spend six grand on development work um in your add to basket stat you might make half a million pounds worth of additional revenue in the year if you spend the six grand on your checkout maybe you will get that money back at the end of the year. So it's very much shows you 
where to invest in the site at exactly the right time. Um, and I think that's probably the most important thing in any business, really, is focus, knowing what to do when. Because there's so much you can do. Um, it's a never-ending pot, and you, but you have to know in what order to get the best return. It's like almost the worst way to start any kind of plan budget plan, marketing plan, anything else is like, what are all the things we think we ought to do? You know, just create a massive list. Actually, you need to start by looking at the numbers and going, where are our problems? Where are our opportunities? And let's go out from that. And, I, and I, I like the fact that by drilling it down to those seven KPIs in the book, you've given everyone a really clear roadmap of where to start the process. It becomes so clear. It, it really does. And, and often we, we find that when we're looking at a client stats. We we, often, we don't look at the front end of the website at all. We 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 force ourselves to look at this, the data because if you start looking at the front end, you start to become emotional about it, and you start to guess. Oh, I think maybe it's because our add to basket button is is below the fold, and but actually, you might have found there's no problems there. So it's very much um, a mathematical hard look at the data, and then on the back of that is a is a, a checklist. So if if um, you find that your add to basket stat is the lowest, uh, is too low, then there's a checklist to it. And then we break it down again. And the, I think the nice thing about it is we don't bother looking at a stat unless we have to. So if the add to basket's fine, we don't bother even going any further. We say, hey, that's fine, tick. Um, right, It's because it's always one of those three. One of those three stats, and you, if you want to get your conversion right up, it, you, I promise that the answer will be, Add to basket, basket, checkout, checkout to order. It's all, it always is. I suppose that is the good thing about benchmarks because regular listeners will know I'm not the biggest fan of industry benchmarks because I think they can sometimes be, you know, as you were saying um, earlier, if you've got an above 2% conversion rate, it's probably because you've got a great house file, which makes that a kind of a slightly more relevant, slightly less relevant benchmark for someone who's just starting out because they just are feeling, you know, they end up potentially focusing on the wrong thing. But I suppose the, what you're giving us is with those benchmarks is at least then if we're on it, we can forget about it. We can go, right, that box is ticked. We can move on, which is which is quite a good use of, for benchmarks. It's like, should I be aspiring for a, to a 10% add-to-basket rate or a 50% add-to-basket rate? Okay, it should be 10. I'm sitting at 11. I can move on and look at something else. And actually, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, we, we, some of our clients have conversion rates of six and a half, seven. Seven eight percent, and then it, and if you know and if a brochure lands, for example, if they're doing brochures or they do a big offer, conversion rate will go over ten percent. But the the cool thing about it is that even if your add to basket stat is higher than average, um, and your and your conversion rate is good, the maths behind it are exactly the same. So that if you want to get to your twenty million um, turnover a year through your site, and you're on fifteen now, the maths are identical. Depend doesn't matter what your business is. It, it's very easy to see. Well, what would happen if we did get our add to basket higher, and what would happen if we got our average order value up by three quid, and what would happen if we we tweaked our our checkout page? And it's a it, the answer's there. That you know that fifteen to twenty million is is in is in those metrics. So even if you are above average, you it's still the same way of improving it. And um, that makes sense. And I suppose the, the other thing is the first time someone looks at this, they might discover they've got an add to basket rate at double the benchmark. So they're seeing maybe at 20% add to basket rate. And they thought they had a good conversion rate, but actually the, the basket to checkout is sitting down at 10% when it should be 55. So actually, whilst they thought they had a good conversion rate overall, 
they were being very, very poor at one of those stages. So there was act, there actually was because you've broken it down into those three parts. There was room for massive improvement still. And had they not have realised that, they could have been missing out on a lot of sales. Oh, totally. And 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 the way we we always love to talk about it is we, we actually say we actually show them how much money is sat on the table. Um, sounds a bit vulgar, but it's a very easy way to to demonstrate it that you can you can see right. You know, on your on your basket to checkout stat, you know, you should be. Uh, bringing in, let's say, uh, twelve million pounds of business from this page, you're only bringing in seven million, so you're actually losing five million quid here. This, this, and, and it, it's it, when you start to present the data like that, it then becomes quite alarming. I mean, the, the nice thing about it actually that that the further down, the further you go, the basket to check, check out to order, the easier it is actually. Uh, because and you you say it's it's a bit vulgar to look at it that way. I think that's the only way you can look at it because I think you have to do those calculations to work out how much time, effort, and money it's worth spending trying to fix the problem. If the the difference for a smaller retailer between those numbers is say ten thousand pounds a month in terms of income, then for them to go and buy a twenty thousand pound a month solution is not is not good. But to do a one off project. That that costs maybe ten thousand. The whole thousand they ten thousand they might make make more a month. That is money well spent because that's going to deliver over the next 12, 24 months and bring back massively. So I think I think it's very I don't think it's vulgar at all to make these calculations. I think it should be. Okay, Ian, I think we've done add to basket right now. I think the two of us could probably wax lyrical about conversion rates and that for quite a lot longer. But let's give the audience another another stat. And I say one of my favourites from the book because I don't think it gets talked about enough, is you've got average order value robustness. So, so where, why robustness? Yeah, well, I, I absolutely love average order value because if you, if you think, I mean, it's so important when, um, if you think about if you could get your average order value up by three pounds. So if your average order value is a hundred pounds and you get your average order value up by three quid, you know, what effect this has on the uh, on the put on the on the overall revenue and it's it's mind blowing just by getting a couple of quid extra and and I, I think that the 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 reason why I love it is because it's so simple. There's only two ways to get the average order value up, um, and it's number one, it's either more expensive products, or number two, it's more items per order. That's it, and um, very simple. And um, and so I, I, there's lots of little ways. So if you think about trying to get uh, more items, the, the most obvious one that we talk about a lot is getting more items per order, and. Um, and that's where you can do things like we call it a sweetie page between the basket and checkout. You've probably seen the airlines do this on their on their sites where you're asking for car hire and things. Um, but it's we, we love the ones that are saying, hey, if you're uh, you know, whilst you are coming on and buying this this thing, if you if you buy this this pair of socks with this order now, you'll get it at half price. If you come back tomorrow, it's going to be full price. So you're giving them a reason, and we find that the when the customer online has has emotionally made the decision to buy from you, they trust you, they like you, they then look for reasons to buy more. Um, it's absolutely obvious, and uh, to get them to buy again, and it's very easy to do so. And we've never found that by putting more 
The worry is when you try to do more upsells, you make, you make, you make the decision harder. Um, so the worry is a bit like if you were in a shop and you were queuing up to buy a pair of trousers, you had it in your hand, you, you're queuing up to the till in Marks and Spencers and a, a shopping assistant comes along and says, oh, hey, there's a matching jumper that goes with that. And you then go, oh, I'm not sure. Do I want that? I don't know. And then you say, oh, I better, I better put the decision off and I'll come back later. That, that was always the worry. We found that actually... It, it, it isn't it's a worry that you really shouldn't have um the, the it, if you're selling um a problem solving purchase a rational side of things so if you're selling a car battery people are coming in to solve that particular need um one that once they make they made the decision they want that they'll they'll absolutely go for it and and it's our job to then get them to buy the uh, you know the matching the matching thing that goes with it or something that anybody could buy and it's so easy to do and to get you know your average order value we always say 10 percent you can't you can't double it but to get 10 percent really should be the goal um, and, and and seeing what effect it has yeah, and it's it's a tried and tested method isn't it it's something which is not huge you know cheaper than the original item that's either and and how I was always taught it back in my mail order days was that any kind of thing like that ought to be something that the person's going to use themselves or that is uh, you know like an emergency gift you know <laughs> so nicely wrapped bar of soap socks a uh, bookmark and of course for you as the retailer um you want to make sure it's something which isn't huge and is quite cheap post <laughs> Exactly. And, and I think people try to, um, I think some retailers we found tr- try to overcomplicate it and they try to find the perfect matching thing that goes with that particular cashmere scarf. And and that becomes quite hard. But if you find, yes, you're absolutely right, something that really you know, 95% of your entire customer would, would buy um, and, you, and you, you give them a reason to buy now. Um, and it is it's such an easy so it's like if you don't do it it's it is like you're giving you're leaving money on the table you you it is very if you it's just what a shopping assistant would do in a good store they would be saying hey do you you know you know that there's um you can get this with that and actually most customers buy this as well as that and we find the two go really well together and it's just what you would do in a, in a real real shop yeah it's like the uh the half price bar of dairy milk that's always at the counter in WH Smiths. And how much money do they make on the back of that? They'll analyse it and they say, well, if we if we put the, the, the chocolate on the left-hand side of the counter, we make this much. If we put it on the right, we make this much. And of course, online, e-commerce, you can track everything. You can split test it. Exactly. So it's, it, it is an awesome, the average order value is, is one of the most easy ways to get the revenue up. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler. With Sempro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just click, send and save for as low as $4.99 a month. Send envelopes, flats and packages right from your desk. And for being an e-commerce master plan listener, you'll receive a free 30-day trial to get started and a free £10 scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SEMPRO Online. Starting at $4.99 per month, you can also qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping, calculate exact postage online and do it all by printing from your PC. 
Go to pb.com forward slash masterplan to access this special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free £10 scale to get you started. That's pb.com slash masterplan. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of Send Pro Online from Pitney Bowes. It's time for the Top Tips Round. I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So Ian, you've already shared a stack of top tips from your book, but I'm going to get some more out of you now. So you ready for the top tips? <laughs> yeah. Okay. The book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Okay. So get, I mean, obviously I'll read mine which is fun um but the books actually that really inspired me with my business was uh was shoe dog which is by the the guy who founded nike um and the reason why i love it so much is because it talks about resilience and i think the number one quality you have to have when you are running a business or you or you know you're working in a business is resilience you have to be resilient you have to take things on the chin and i think Shoe Dog was wonderful for me because you look at Nike and you think they've figured everything out and it's this wonderful, amazingly polished business that everything works and it's far, far from it. And the journey that he took and the sacrifices that he took whilst founding Nike and the stories about how he came up with the name of Nike, I just thought it was awesome. Um, A real humbling uh, book. So yeah, Shoe Dog. Nice. Okay. The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? If you think we, we have a lovely little traffic funnel, actually, which we put um, in front of our, in, in front of our clients and the always the most profitable one. And it's all, I think it's probably always been this is email. I mean, email is like a gift um, because you don't have to pay to recruit a customer. You know, we love the mass of, Google Shopping um, and AdWords because it is a wonderful mathematic, um, you know, it's the equivalent of if somebody came into your shop on the high street and opened the door and shouted through the door and went, hi, have you got um, a, uh, a, you know, a, a model XYZ, one, two, three, and the guy says, yeah, it's over there, and they walked out. You know, you'd be, you'd be thinking, well, what, what, what? hang on, that's that's weird. That, we'd, be, we'd be freaking out about that. Why aren't they buying? And, and Google Shopping is a bit like that. Um it absolutely exposes businesses who are not ready for growth. They haven't got the value proposition right. Um, never blame the the marketing channel. Really, I'd, I'd blame the um, uh, you know the actual value proposition. Google Shopping is a fascinating one because it's pure mass. If you get that right, you will scale beyond your wildest dreams. Um, but it's cutthroat. Um, don't bid on everything. Uh, but then, of course, email because it is the most wonderful. Um, uh, money gift really because it's obviously reactivation. So your 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 Google shopping is your your recruitment side of it, and um, and then the email is your is your reactivation. So both hand in hand. Nice, I like that. Okay, the tool top tip: maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Yeah. So I mean, the, the, I'll answer this in the context of running an e-commerce business rather than my own um, because we help e-commerce businesses. So the Google Analytics, I have to say, is a phenomenal piece of kit. It's free. It's incredibly powerful. I mean, if you go back 
probably five or six years, people were paying millions of pounds a year for software that does what Google Analytics can do now. Um, the trick to it is knowing what to look at. With data, um, somebody once told me that you have to ignore all the stuff in the middle and focus on what's good and what's bad. Um, and it, essentially, if you do that with the data, you're fine. So you've got to know in Google Analytics, you've got to know what to look at. You've got to know what the things you're looking at should be. Um, if you don't know what you're looking at and you don't know what the things should be when you're looking at them, then you, it's really just completely meaningless. But if you can get your head into Google Analytics, and, I, and in the book, actually, we talk about what to look at. And, and, and if we meet, we, we, we would talk about what things, we, every Monday, for example, we would look at um, the highest bouncing product pages that people have landed on and the highest bouncing category pages that people are landing on and the, and the internal search. And we say, hey, get this right, because it's, again, it's just like a, um, if, if people were coming into your shop, 90% of the people that went over to this, the, the shelves that had the ties section and just walked out, you'd be thinking, what the hell is wrong with our ties section? <laughs> you'd go and fix it. Um, and that's what, that's what we can see in Google Analytics. So every Monday, we, we send a report that says, these are your top worst performing categories, worst performing products. So yeah, get, get Google Analytics is awesome. Awesome. Okay. The growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? Number one tip is always the same thing. And, it, and it's, it's amazing because it's not only for, for a small business, it's also very relevant for um, you know, a 20 million turnover e-commerce site. Um, you have to continue to do this, this thing. We call it the market square test. Um, so we, we, we always get people to say, well, if I was in a market square and all the market traders were selling the same stuff I was selling, and it, what, what, you know, what's their value proposition? So what are they selling it for? What's the delivery? How long is it going to take to get here? Um, what's the returns policy? Um, are there any offers on? Is there a welcome offer? So that that value proposition, and it's really a, a, a competitive study. Um, but the reason we use the, 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 the market square test is because this is what online is like. It is not like uh, walking down the high street and having one exclusive shop selling tools or um, or uh, or shoes, you know, online there are hundreds of people selling them, and they're all showing together. So it's like walking down the high street with fifty people selling the same brand of shoe, if it's your, if it's not yours. Um, so the market square test is very much, hey, it's cutthroat, it's competitive. So that is absolutely that. that that's what we would we would always recommend. I love it. Ian, thank you so much. Now, before we say goodbye, could you let the listeners know a little bit more about you, the book and Smarty Business, please, and where they can find you? Okay, so um, probably the easiest thing is to go to the go to the website. So um, if you go to smartebusiness.co.uk, um, that's uh, at the top, you'll see a link that says download the book. So we're giving away a copy of the, of the book. Um, and, uh, if you just go and put your details in, so the website is, uh, www.smartebusiness, that's S-M-A-R-T business.co.uk. Um, so you can go there. If you want to just have a chat with me on LinkedIn, that's absolutely fine. I'm happy to, uh, to have a chat. Um, if you just Google, uh, LinkedIn and then Ian Hammersley, that's me. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll happily have a chat about your e-commerce stats. No problem at all. Awesome. It- 
Ian, thank you. Was that all of it or have I just cut in? Yes, that's fine. My book's on Amazon as well. So if you just Google Ian Hammersley book, I'm sure it'll come up somewhere. I'm glad you said that because I know we've, we've got a, li- a lot of listeners who want the uh, who want the Amazon experience. So uh, that's good good to know as well. So apologies for, for talking over the Amazon bit. Ian, thank you so much for for writing the book, for taking the time to distill all those years of crunching the numbers for different clients into such a useful book. Um, And thank you for coming on the podcast to talk about it. It's been an absolute pleasure and you've shared many lovely golden nuggets even for the listeners as well. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Chloe. Uh, Pleasure. Absolutely lovely. Thank you for being invited on anytime. So very cool to delve into a couple of the stats from Ian's book there. Um, Two, or or I guess four we got through there, didn't we? Three conversion rate ones, add to basket, basket to checkout, checkout to purchase, and then also AOV robustness. Four of the very top KPIs you need to be looking at. There's seven in total in the book, and the book is called The Ultimate Guides to E-Commerce Growth, Seven Unexpected KPIs to Scale an E-Commerce Shop to £10 million Plus. As Ian said, um, it's available as a download for free from the Smarty Business website, easy to find. And it's also available on Amazon if you want to get your hands on a physical copy, etc. that way. Oh, and it's written by Ian Hammersley and Mark Hammersley. And we'll have links to all of that, including the top tips, the book, uh, and the other bits and pieces we discuss. There'll be notes about all of that in the show notes. That's the webpage of the podcast that you can find over at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. And if you're listening via Apple Podcasts or iTunes or another one of the podcast apps that enables you to to leave a review, please do give us some feedback via that review app. I find it really fascinating to read them. Plus, it helps us out in the algorithm. Hope you have a great week. Keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.